0: The book of Matthew 8:19-20 Then a certain scribe came and said to him, "Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go." And Jesus said to him, "Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head." This place of Scripture is directly tied to the fundamental command of tithes, which is the foundation upon which we are called to build ourselves into a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. The foxes that have a hole in the heart are false prophecies that are contradictory to the Word of God that a person trusts in. O oh, Israel, your prophets are like foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord, Ezekiel 13, 4, 5. The birds that have nests in the heart are thoughts that are of the flesh, that a person thinks that godliness is a means of gain. These are people that... Are uh, co- these people have a corrupt mind and they resist the truth. Useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and dispute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. 1 Timothy 6, five. If following Christ, in our heart, foxes do not have holes and birds do not have nests, then our heart is a stronghold for God, which gives God the proper grounds He needs to be our stronghold also. In other words, our being content with what God has allowed us to have means that we don't have a love for money. That's our nature of not being lovers of money or being greedy, which is the root of all good and is a seal of God upon our forehead, which is a protection from a carnal mentality let your conduct be without covetousness be content with such things as you have for he himself has said I will never leave you nor forsake you so we may boldly say the Lord is my helper I will not fear our heart is a stronghold for God when we have the qualities of not being greedy or not having a love for money which is the fear of the Lord And so we behave then godly and we are content with that which God has allowed us to have, which gives God the proper grounds to be our stronghold. And so having a nature of non-greediness is uh, being content and happy with what God has allowed us to have. The phrase do not be, do not have covetousness is taken from uh, as if a military lexicon. This is a commandment, a command. That if not fulfilled, according to the com- uh, this uh, requirement, if you don't follow it, then the verdict is death here. And so the non- the nature of not being greedy or not loving money is a great gain, which are, is our power or our authority over money. Now godliness with contentment is is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out of it. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in their destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. 1 Timothy 6:6 6-11 All of us, without exception, due to our lawless and unclean gene line where we were born into, we have inherited this root system of love for money or the root of evil, which is the desire to become wealthy. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in my in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. You will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Psalm 51, 5 through 7. This is how David explained his situation the genetic line that he has inherited from his fathers and so the nature not to be greedy is testimony that in the soil of our heart we don't have the root of all evil Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person with like Esau, who was one morsel of food sold for one morsel of food, had sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Hebrews 12, 15 through 17. And so the nature of not being greedy is testi- a testimony of being generous, which is opposite to a shameful form of greed. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. 2 Corinthians
1: 6-8
0: And so... You don't need to have a lot of money to do the right things that are required of you. The the good that we do to others is our participation and taking part with them in their mourning or maybe something that they need assistance with. Sometimes a person who has a lot of money, yes, he has the ability to give them money, but not having, uh, <clears throat> and not not involving his heart in any way in that help. I'm not saying everyone does that, but people gave. Uh, if you remember, Jesus said they gave from them much that they had, but this widow gave everything she had. She will not eat today. And so, when God gives wealth to His children, this is a special form of blessing where God wants these people to learn to do good. He tests them uh, to see how good they will do good with what He trusted them with. A tithe is God's holy part, but what remains is... What remains, although it is not the holy portion of God, as to say, but we are His holiness. If you remember, everything that belongs to us also is the holiness of the Lord. And so, we need to understand it like that. And we need to wisely then distribute what we have. Blessing will be upon us when we will be content, happy with what God has allowed us to have to one there's more to the uh, the other uh, less it's not in how much you have but being cheerful being happy with what you have you can have a lot and not be happy but you can have a little and be happy you know all people who have wealth and we're talking about a lot of wealth a lot of money they're not happy with what they have they want even more money they always say they have the thing You can't ever have enough money. The more you give, you can fill their house with money. They will say that's still not enough. And so great wealth is God's faith that is abiding within our heart, in the words of God that are eternal. Everything will soon be burned, but the words that we receive, these words of God, they are eternal. They are the ones that will help us keep ourselves from this bitter root of the love for money and will allow us to take control over that root. Right now we will honor God with our tithes and our offerings. And we will demonstrate our love before Him. We will acknowledge His unquestionable authority over ourselves. This is a very important moment when we count ourselves dead to sin, living for God. And exactly at the time when we honor God with our tithe, we count ourselves dead to sin living for God. The reason is because the root of all evil of all sin is love for money and it's not important that our flesh desires to become wealthy but in our mind if we understand and we accept the truth that This is a danger, and we uh, discipline this by honoring God with our tithes and our offerings, and we do it cheerfully, then God accounts this to us as righteousness. Let us stand and sing a song.
1: We together are in this
0: wonderful city of God that we will be singing about which is the church of Jesus although it is here on earth its uh, citizenship is heaven and so let us god let god bless us in this honoring of him and acknowledging of his authority over ourselves let's sing I shall gladly remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithe and their offering, either in the tabernacle of Moses, either in the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that God had given to Moses as a revelation to stretch out their hands over their tithe and proclaim a great proclamation. Which they were faithful to for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We're connected to the same roots. We're nourished by the same tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithe and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have sustenance within your house i do not give in impurity i do not give in sorrow and i do not give for the dead i rejoice that i have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority and now in accordance to your words
1: I pray, right now, may your
0: heavens be open to me, and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.